0: Everybody, this is the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast for Friday, November twenty second, twenty nineteen, on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. My name is Kevin McGuire. I'm your host here on the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. I'm a contributor to AthlonSports.com and NBCSports.com's College Football Talk. And the day is nearly upon us. Penn State's big game against Ohio State coming up within the next 24 hours, probably, as you are listening to this. I think uh, a lot of people are looking forward to what happens tomorrow afternoon as Penn State takes on Ohio State. Today is our Football Friday episode, so we'll gather some final thoughts on this game, share the official prediction for you guys for this upcoming matchup between the Nittany Lions and the Buckeyes for first place in the Big Ten E. We do the shows every Monday through Friday, so make sure you're subscribed in your favorite podcasting app or platform such as iTunes or Google Play or Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, you name it. You can subscribe to the podcast and please consider leaving a rating and a review because not only do we appreciate the feedback and want to hear from you guys on how we're doing but we also want to make sure that you're helping us support the show and grow the show on those various podcasting platforms. So leaving a rating and a review does help with the placement on those various podcast apps. So we appreciate any feedback and support you guys can lend us. We also want to make sure that you also feel included in the show. So make sure you stay connected with us on Twitter at LockedonNitney. And we've got a Facebook page at facebook.com slash locked We're gonna have some fun on the social medias this weekend. I can guarantee you that. No matter what happens tomorrow against uh, Ohio State, I can guarantee you we're going to have some fun talking about the game on Twitter throughout the day. With all that good stuff out of the way, let's go ahead and get ready and dive right in to this Football Friday edition of the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. I don't know about you guys, but I have had a long couple of weeks the last few weeks with uh, working mandatory overtime at my day job. It's been running me from 6 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. I come home, I do the afternoon shifts and the evening shifts for NBCSports.com. So that's another four hours or so on those sites and then of course I have the freelance stuff that I'm doing for Athlon Sports I've got a couple assignments that I've been trying to put out there uh, on the the daily schedule and of course producing this podcast on a daily basis every Monday through Friday which for me is actually every Sunday through Thursday because that's when I do the podcast I always do these podcasts the day before because if you haven't noticed we post these around midnight so it has been a long few weeks, and I am genuinely looking forward to having a little bit of time to breathe this weekend. And Saturdays are actually pretty good for me, because even though I'm working 12 plus hours watching and covering college football for NBC Sports, I'm still getting a chance to relax in my own home office. And, you know, a lot of people feel like the home office shouldn't be a place where you can relax. Well, I vehemently disagree. While, you yes, you do want it to be a place of business in a sense. I'm perfectly fine putting on the comfy pants and kicking back in the in the desk chair, which I got a new one this season finally. Uh, but I'm perfectly fine being very comfortable in doing whatever you have to do during the week uh, or during your your work shift especially on those long Saturdays but I am really looking forward to it because I'm also fighting off a cold I don't know if you guys can hear it on my voice I know it's been uh, getting gradually uh, better and then all of a sudden it gets worse and it's just been a long couple of weeks I need some time to just kind of decompress and kick back and that's why I think this weekend is actually a really good weekend because while well, yes I I have some hesitation about Penn State's chances in this game. There's no disputing the fact that this is the game of the year in the Big Ten. And with that comes a lot of great opportunities for a program like Penn State. Yes, Ohio State is a major favorite in this game, and I don't dispute why. I can understand that, and I've been talking about it all week. This Ohio State team is genuinely very good and fully capable of of playing for a national championship this year under Ryan Day. And um, you know obviously, Ohio State's not been going anywhere uh, since Urban Meyer left. They were still going to be a very strong program. Anyone who suggested that they were going to be taking some steps back, I think was a little misguided. I felt like Ryan Day was, well, we, there were, it was fair to have some questions about what he was going to do with the program once he took over as the full-time head coach. I think uh, he was walking into a really good position because Ohio State is loaded with talent. They were when he took over. They'll continue to be for the years to come. And it doesn't seem to be changing. Of course, they added Justin Fields, quarterback I was very high on uh, as a potential, uh, of course, one-time Penn State commitment. uh, And then uh, obviously went off to Georgia. Thought some good things were going to happen there. Obviously, it didn't work out for him. And now he's at Ohio State. So this is going to be, A major test for Penn State this weekend. And I don't know if they're going to pass all the tests. That's the problem, of course, when you're trying to come up with a big reason to expect why they were going to win. But on Athlon Sports, I kind of dove into... I was asked to actually dive into this. I don't know if it was something I would have done on my own. But come up with five reasons why Penn State is going to beat Ohio State. And we're going to talk about that in the next segment. But I just want to kind of give you guys a sense for just how difficult of a task this really was this week for me. Because I had to come up with five reasons why Penn State's going to beat Ohio State. Not one, not two, not three, but five. And you know what? The more I look back on what I actually wrote and was talking about, they sort of make sense to me. (laughs) Because I do think that this is the kind of game where you have to have some kind of a checklist of all your smaller goals for what you want to achieve in this game. There's no other way. Obviously, every game plan is going to have a small set of goals and small set of objectives for every different player on the team or every different unit on the team. Everybody has their own individual goals and unit goals. And together, that puts together the ultimate team goal of winning a football game. So I don't think it's too far-fetched to suggest that Penn State needs to check off a certain number of items on their to-do list this week if they are going to do what I think the odds say is an unthinkable thing to do. I mean, again, they're not the biggest underdog between Power 5 conference teams this year, uh, this week. Uh, that's actually Arkansas against LSU. I think they're a 40-point underdog or whatever it was. I don't know what it was, but <laughs> I think LSU is a major favorite against Arkansas. So it could absolutely be worse. Penn State floating around 19, 18 half point underdog. Not unsurprisingly, given where these teams have been trending the last few weeks. Uh, But Penn State absolutely has the biggest test that they've had, probably under James Franklin. This is probably the best team that James Franklin has had to coach against. Uh, And there have been some good Ohio State teams. But this may be the best one we've seen in quite some time. Can Penn State win this game? Yeah, of course they can. Uh, I still think it's very unlikely, but we're going to get into that a little bit moving forward in the show. So usually every week for Athlon Sports, I'm asked to put together a game preview for the Penn State game that week that's coming up. There have been a couple instances where I haven't been asked to do that. They usually will leave some of the bigger games to one of their more regular writers and and actual paid writers on the site, which I totally understand because I'm only there as a contributor. But they do try to involve me when I'm not asked to do that assignment. And usually it comes with doing an extra game preview. But considering how big of a game this is this week, Athlon Sports asked me to go ahead and put together a list of the five reasons why the Nittany Lions will beat Ohio State. And that is on the site right now. If you haven't checked it out already, we're going to run through some of the things that I had to say and just kind of reflect on what I'm getting behind with this idea that Penn State has a checklist of things that they're going to have to accomplish this weekend if they are to beat Ohio State. And we might as well start with the defense Uh, we've been talking about it the last couple of weeks this defense has gotten off to some slow starts each of the last couple weeks against minnesota and indiana after not giving up a first quarter touchdown all season long penn state has given up four touchdowns to indiana and Minnesota on each of their first two possessions of the game so Minnesota scored long touchdown drives on their first two drives of the game a couple weeks ago and Indiana did the same thing last week so that is a major concern going into a game against Ohio State with the best offense that they have faced all season long so the defense absolutely has to avoid allowing the offense to run right down the field on because this Ohio State team will absolutely be capable of doing that. And they'll be looking to do that, especially after what they've seen against Minnesota and Indiana. This Penn State defensive line is going to have to make some adjustments and get tightened back up and play the kind of football that won them games such as against Michigan or Iowa. They have to have an impact much earlier in the game than they have been the last couple weeks. They have shown up and made some plays. I'm not disputing that but they have to get off to a much better start this week if they're going to take down a team like the Buckeyes. So that wasn't the number one point on my five reasons why Penn State will beat Ohio State. Penn State's defense gets back to basics from the start. And I don't know exactly how they're going to be able to, to, to just flip a switch, but maybe the big game atmosphere can do that. That can do that for some teams. It can do it for some players, not everybody. So it's going to take some coaching. It is going to take some focus and just kind of uh, letting everybody breathe a little bit and relax going into this game and knowing that they are still a very talented bunch. They just have to come out and show it right from the beginning. And maybe they do that under the spotlight of the national televised game where that's going to have three different pregame studio shows on campus and on location for this weekend with the ESPN game day and the Fox pregame show and the Big Ten Network is going to be there, too. Uh, side note, real quick Ohio State actually put out a graphic uh, showcasing that they were going to have uh, those three pregame shows in town uh, with 3.5 million unique viewers across the, the different uh, pregame shows. It was a pretty funny graphic, but what I liked the most about it was they put the, uh, the Buckeye mascot logo or head on top of uh, Desmond Howard when they were showing the game day crew. And of course, Desmond Howard is a Michigan guy. So (laughs) I thought that that was just pretty funny. So somebody was having some fun with that graphic, and I'm going to give them kudos for that. Getting back to how Penn State is going to beat Ohio State. Number two on my list, Penn State has to survive the second quarter rush. Okay, we all know that some teams really start fast and some teams start slowly. And Ohio State is capable of doing both. And they have done both. They've gotten off to fast starts in the first quarter. They've had some slow starts in the first quarter. But the second quarter is actually when Ohio State is probably their most lethal. Because that's when, even if they are off to a slow start, that's when they get in rhythm. That's when they make their big plays. And that's when they really separate themselves from whoever they happen to be playing that week. It happened against Wisconsin a while back. Wisconsin came in, they were coming off a loss to Illinois and they had a little something to prove and they played good defensive football against Ohio state for a quarter. But Ohio state just kind of ran away with it in the second quarter and really separated themselves. Same thing against Michigan state, Ohio state and Michigan state were not in a good defensive battle. Michigan state hung in there for as long as they could. But by the time the second quarter came around, that's when the play started happening for Ohio state. Now, conversely, Penn State has actually played very well defensively in the second quarter, especially on the road. (laughs) Their second quarter against Iowa, their second quarter against Minnesota were actually pretty encouraging, Uh, even uh, Michigan State, I should say. Uh, So this is a a trend that could potentially fare well for Penn State if the goal is just to get to halftime with the score in a manageable position, which I think it is. And I think you have to survive the second quarter. So it seems kind of cliche to say that you got to play a sixty minute game, but you got to play a sixty minute game, and to do that, you got to play thirty minutes in the first half. So obviously, you got to start off well defensively in the first quarter, right from the start of the game. No slow starts, no long touchdown drives being given up. If you're if Ohio State's going to score, you got to hold them to those field goals. That's the bottom line, especially early on, because in the second quarter comes around, that's when the game could potentially be won or lost uh, for Penn State. If they can keep it close, if they can go into halftime in a one-possession game, maybe even a two-possession game if Penn State gets the ball to start the second half, maybe that's an okay situation to be in. Obviously, if you want to be up at halftime, that'd be even better. But I think realistically, if Penn State is just within striking distance going into halftime, They can feel like they've got something going for them. They're hanging with Ohio State. Not many teams have been able to do that going into halftime. So that right there is a little bit of a victory that you still have to capitalize on. You still have to build off of that. But it's at least something to get you there. So surviving the second quarter rush from Ohio State is an absolute must. If Ohio State goes wild in the second quarter, it might as well be good night by 1.30 in the afternoon. (laughs) That's basically what it's coming down to. Number three, and this is going to be a big question mark going into this game, uh, having key offensive players healthy. I, I know it's it's real easy to say, well, if they're healthy, they're going to be a better team. Well, that's absolutely the case. We already know that running back Noah King is going to be a game-time decision for Penn State, so we don't know exactly what his status will be, and if he does play, how much of a role he, will he actually have? Uh, we know that Penn State does like that running back by committee, so it's not like they're asking Noah Kane, if he's cleared, to carry the load for this team because uh, you know, Journey Brown has been doing a pretty decent job there and they've got a couple other running backs that are fully capable of doing it. And you know that Sean Clifford is capable of taking off and adding some rushing yards himself if he needs to. So I do think that having Noah Kane available and back in the swing of things would be a nice little lift for the running game because then you can diversify it just a little bit more. And I think you want to have as many wrinkles as possible here against Ohio State. The other Key player, of course, is KJ Hamler. You know, what is his status for this weekend's game? You know, how serious was the the head concern from last week's game, where he didn't, where he got pulled in the second quarter, never returned to the game? That could have been a precautionary move, knowing that this game is coming up on the horizon. I don't know for fact, but I think when it comes to head trauma, we don't want to mess around with that. So, uh, having KJ Hamler would be huge, though if he is able to play because he is the guy that can stretch the field. He is the guy that can bring the speed that Ohio state can struggle to catch up to. We saw last year, the big long touchdown pass to KJ Hamler, where he ran what 90 something yards down the field for a big touchdown. When they were backed up in their own end zone, He's that kind of playmaker, and you know they'll probably try to get him involved on special teams if he's available, and you know they'll hope for a big play there too. But you know having a guy like that that can threaten you to, to stretch the field against his defense uh, is something that Penske could actually really benefit from because then you can have that. you got your tight ends. You know you still need another wide receiver or two to probably make some plays here, but. If KJ Hamler is available, that obviously puts Penn State's offense in a much better position going into this game than if he is not. And number four, I'm, I kind of alluded to it already, but Pat Freyermuth, one of the best tight ends in the country. Let's see him put it to, to the test against Ohio State and see him make some plays. We obviously know that he's going to be a big red zone threat. If Penn State happens to get into the red zone, you know that they're going to be passing to him. Or they'll use him and to kind of draw some traffic. And maybe that opens up a lane for maybe a Nick Bowers on the other tight end position or another wide receiver or maybe a, a screen pass to a running back or something. But just knowing that he is a threat to make a big catch in the end zone, as he has done a number of times already this season, you know Ohio State's going to be prepared for that. So having him out there to kind of draw some traffic away is okay too, because he's still going to be playing a role that'll help the offense find some room to work with. And ultimately, you get in the red zone, you're going to have to score some touchdowns. So why not go to your biggest touchdown threat, give it a chance. I know Ohio State will probably try to defend it, and they they may defend it very well. So it's so important to have another alternative, but you got to take some chances with one of your best red zone options. And that of course is your big tight end Pat Friermuth. And of course, Sean Clifford won't be rattled for long. Sean Clifford has had some rough moments on the road against Iowa and Minnesota, and he shrugs them off fairly well. I think Minnesota was obviously a tougher game for him with the three interceptions. It was not his best game, but you saw against Iowa on the road in Kinnick stadium, It was obviously a very rowdy environment, and it is a tough place to play, especially for a young quarterback who's starting a program that has a lot of expectations at that point. And we saw him get off to a rough start, even though he was hyped up before the game. Maybe he got a little carried away with the adrenaline rush and maybe some nervousness uh, settled in, which is fine because that's going to happen to players in those kinds of environments for the first time as a starting player. Uh, I would expect nothing less from a young quarterback. But we saw against Iowa, you can you can get under his skin a little bit early on, but he can find ways to shrug it off, and he's not going to let it affect him. He's certainly not going to let it affect his confidence moving forward. And that was big for him. And then of course Minnesota maybe a little a little bit of a step back. It was again it was not a good game all around for the Penn State offense. And even then, they still had a chance to win the game at the end. So, you know, I think that that shows some grittiness and some tough-headedness from your starting quarterback, Sean Clifford. So I think that those two tests right there, they're going to help prepare him for what he's about to step into against Ohio Stadium. Obviously, the stakes are going to be much higher, the stadium's going to be much bigger, and the stadium's going to be much louder. But those kind are the kind of tests that warm you up for these types of situations that you're gonna to have to play every year or every other year, you know, between Ohio State and Michigan on the rotating schedule uh, with the road trips to those two stadiums every year. You gotta be ready for these games, and these are the games that are gonna really test your mental will. I think Sean Clifford's a tough kid, and I think he's gonna be able to handle it just fine. He may have some problems with Chase Young back on the field for Ohio State. You know that he's going to be hungry, and he's going to be uh, in the backfield making some plays here, and Sean Clifford's going to have to be ready for that. And if Chase Young does bring him down, he can't let it affect him. You just got to get your head off the ground and move on to the next play. And I think Sean Clifford actually handles that very well. So that'll be key. You're not not going to have a quarterback who's going to crumble under the pressure here. Uh, You just got to protect him. And that'll be the biggest key to any win. So those are my five reasons why Penn State will win uh, against Ohio State. But coming up in the next segment, I'm going to tell you my real prediction for this game. And I got to tell you, it's going to be a little bit different from what we just ran through. I gave you all the reasons how Penn State can win this game. I'm going to tell you what happens in the game coming up next in this segment as we continue on with the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Locked Nittany. I tend to be very optimistic when I'm talking about teams that I'm following and covering because I, I like to spin some positivity in anything that I'm talking about, really. It's not just sports, but you know anything else going on in life or whatever. I like to be positive. I'm the positive guy at work. I'm the positive guy in my family. Uh, no matter how bad things can be, I do tend to find some positive things coming out of any situation that you can build off of. I got to tell you right now, though. I'm not feeling a whole lot of positivity about Penn State's chances this weekend against Ohio State. I Look, I got to call it like I see it, okay? I could sit here and tell you uh, these are all the reasons why Penn State can win this game, why Penn State will win this game. They're going to shock the world, all that good stuff. But I got to be honest with you, I just don't see it. I, I don't see it the way that these two teams are playing lately. And that's where I'm kind of coming at with the ebbs and flows of the season. I feel like Penn State has regressed in a couple different areas where you really don't want to have those concerns going into this matchup against Ohio State on the road in Ohio Stadium with a chance to take over first place or for Ohio State to clinch the division outright before the end of the regular season. There's a lot on the line here, and you know Ohio State's going to be motivated. You know Ohio State is ready to make that playoff push at this point. So if you're Penn State, are you ready to make that playoff push? Or are you ready to dig deep and fix some of the problems that have been you know, glaring issues the last couple of weeks, like the passing defense and some you know inconsistencies with the offense and the play calling? You know, we all know that uh, there's a certain limit here for Penn State, and I just don't see them exceeding the limit against Ohio State this week. Look, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and you'll hear me on Monday talk about how wrong I was and we'll have a great time talking about it because if Penn State wins it's always more fun to do these shows with you guys and talk about this team moving forward but uh, you know I've been doing this for a while and I just I cannot say with a straight face that Penn State is going to win a game when I deep in my heart say there is no possible way they win this game yeah okay that's an exaggeration. There is a possible way they can win this game. I just ran through five ways that they can win this game. But, you know, I see the point spread. I've watched Ohio State all season long. I've watched Penn State all season long. I think Penn State deserves to be on the same field as Ohio State. I don't know if they're having it all together right now. And I would feel much more confident about Penn State's chances in this game if this were being played a little bit earlier in the season. And that's actually one thing I didn't get a chance to talk to Kyle Lamb about in our crossover episode. I was kind of curious of his take on On seeing this game so late in the season as opposed to earlier in or middle of October, late October, whatever it's been the last number of years. I kind of like that point in the season a little bit better, but uh, I'm okay with this uh, later game because it has more meaning. It carries a lot more value, I think, for the season. And I think this could be the situation for a number of years to come if it's going to be this later in the season. I haven't looked at the future schedule, so I don't remember exactly if they're playing this game later in november as they are this year but uh, i would be i'd be interested in seeing this game being played later in the year like it is this year because i think the stakes only escalate more and more and i think you have much more of a chance to have a real big meaningful impact on the big 10 race in the college football playoff picture by playing this game around this time of year as opposed to the middle of october so with all that said, now that I've kind of uh, avoided the the main takeaway here is I think Ohio State's going to win. You know, I, I've said that from the start of the season. I'm saying it now. I think Ohio State wins this game. And I don't think they break too many sweats doing it. I'm not saying that Penn State is going to lose this game 63-14. to I do think Ohio State has a very good chance of covering that point spread, though. Uh, you know, Three touchdown uh, victory for Ohio State, I don't think, is at all out of the question. The, uh, the way that that offense is clicking right now, and it is clicking. They've got J.K. Dobbins running wild on the, on the ground. Justin Fields is having a really good season. And, of course, they've got a really talented defense. Probably This is one of the most complete Ohio State teams we've actually seen in quite some time. And, and I mean that wholeheartedly. I think this team is better than that team that went to the college football playoff and won it all in that first year. I think it's better than the second team that Urban Meyer took the the college football playoff and i think it's better than some of those bcs teams even uh you know even though they didn't win a couple of those bcs games i think this is uh, the better ohio state team than we've seen in quite some time so penn state has a massive challenge on their head they have too many concerns with the defense with the slow starts and the passing secondary uh defensive mishaps that we've seen in the last few weeks I don't like that combination. I don't like the fact that Penn State's offense is too stop and go. They they get off to fast starts or they have uh, good stretches and then bad stretches. I just don't like that combination at all. That's why I think Ohio State wins this game. Final score, Ohio State 38, Penn State 17. And I think that's probably because Ohio State will probably tack on a couple points towards the end as the game is really kind of it's it's under their control and they just kind of uh, get a couple late scores to really pad the score a little bit, not to run it up or anything. I just think things will just pan out that way where Penn State gives up a big play as Ohio State looks to put that nail in the coffin, so to speak for Penn State as far as the Big Ten East is concerned and effectively the college football playoff. But, you know, we're not going to speculate on what this win or loss means right now. Well, plenty of time to do that on Monday in Monday's episode, which we will get into regardless of the outcome of this weekend's game. And that is going to do it for this edition of the Locked On Nittany Alliance podcast. It was another really fun week talking some Penn State football with you guys. I know I'm probably coming off a little bit negative at the end of the week, but like I said, I just got to call it like I see it. And I think Ohio State's a better team. I think they will win this weekend. But regardless of what happens, we'll be back on Monday to talk about it. So make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you leave a rating and review. Hey, if you got a negative review because I just predicted Ohio State's going to win, I will take it. But I do appreciate the feedback. And just taking the time to help support the show in any way you can is greatly appreciated. Remember, you can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes and Google Play, Spotify and Stitcher Radio. You can also tell your Alexa to play the Locked On Nittany Lions in TuneIn. And it probably will. So that's pretty cool. So give it a shot. You can listen to it anytime, anywhere. Of course, like I said, leave a rating or review. And stay connected with us on Twitter at LockedonNitney. And you can check out our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. So my name is Kevin McGuire. Once again, you can follow me on Twitter at Kevin on CFB. Contributor to Athlonsports.com and NBC College Football Talk. I will put it out there. I am doing the halftime post for College Football Talk as well as the post-game post after this Penn State Ohio State game. So if you're looking for some in-game coverage, you know I'll be watching the game. I'll be covering it there on NBC Sports.com. So go ahead and check that out. So again, on Monday, we'll recap everything that happens this weekend for Penn State and Ohio State, as well as a rundown of everything else that happens in the Big Ten and elsewhere outside in the top 25. And we'll take a look at what it all means in the grand scheme of things, as far as the college football playoff is concerned, New Year's Six is concerned. Basically, a lot can happen this weekend, as far as Penn State and their bowl outlook is concerned. So, we'll touch on all that on Monday. If you have any questions, make sure you submit them on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. We'll answer some of your viewer questions and listener questions in Monday's episode as well. So, a lot of stuff to get into next week as we round out the regular season with one final game against Rutgers everybody beats Rutgers but yes this weekend it's all about Penn State and Ohio State so enjoy the game if you happen to be going there have safe travels and enjoy the atmosphere and for everybody thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast today this week this month and this season we still have more to do so let's get to it next week thank you so much for listening today have a great Friday have a great weekend and we will talk to you again on Monday